Lucas Giolito continued his reliable ways on Tuesday and is seeing his stock continue to climb. Giolito went six innings, gave up a pair of runs, and struck out nine as the White Sox beat the Royals four to two. The White Sox practiced some load management and rested Tim Anderson, but the offense got the job done anyway. Sox had six hits, and five of those uh, were for extra bases. The White Sox turned to an inconsistent Lance Lynn on Wednesday to try to make it two in a row in Kansas City. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Uh, same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay, a guaranteed fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available uh, to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the Kansas City Royals on Wednesday. Lance Lynn on the hill for the Sox catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Our Chicago White Sox improved to 13 and 24 on the season, a six and a half games back in the AL Central. So in uh, 2022, of course, one of the most disappointing seasons in recent White Sox memory. Uh, after 37 games, the Sox were 18 and 19. Uh, boy, I thought it was bad last year. But hey, uh, this is the easy part of the schedule in May. Uh, maybe the White Sox can uh, continue these winning ways, maybe 10, 11 more times, maybe 12 more times, and we'll see where they're at then. Uh, game 37, Sox beat the Royals 4-2. to two. Uh, We'll get to the details in a little bit. Uh, now, Grafol, after Monday's loss, which was a painful, painful loss, uh, this is what he had to say. Uh, this was a tough one. We accomplished some things that we wanted to get accomplished, uh, which was to get ahead in the count, uh, Grafol said. But when we got them on two strikes, we just couldn't put them away. Uh, they got about seven hits with two strikes, three extra base hits, including a homer and a couple doubles. That was the game right there. Yeah, you know, the Royals were absolutely prepared to hit mistakes on Monday. Talked about it in the previous episode. Uh, it's got to be a competitive pitch on 0-2. But a team 
that has scouted well. Uh, you know, they could have a sense of what might be coming on an 0-2 pitch, especially if they've recognized a pitcher's uh, in-game tendencies and can adapt. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, uh, Cease missed his spots on Monday, and Royals made him pay. Uh, Royals had good at-bats on Monday, especially the lefties against Bummer. Uh, so on Tuesday here, you had no Tim Anderson in the lineup, which was uh, kind of odd. They talked about it in the pregame show, NBC Sports Chicago. Ozzy, of course, uh, spoke his mind, as well as Scotty Pods and Chuck uh, Pretty confusing. Uh, Grafol gave a message, but, you know, what is it? Workload management with Tim Anderson still. They're kind of babying his legs because they're not quite there. Uh, is it rehabbing on the fly uh, while with the big league club? You know, uh, there's some urgency here. Um, as Grafol, uh, you know, talked about before Wednesday's game, he said, we can't continue to dig ourselves an even deeper hole. Uh, we have to make a move here soon. Uh, we've had opportunities to do that. We just have to take advantage of them. Uh, the key is to continue to play hard, get our guys healthy, and when they get them all healthy, stay healthy. Yeah, not a bad regurgitation uh, of you know his typical banter there, but uh, he forgot to mention about the importance of warmer weather uh, in that big off-season strategy, you just need better luck. Uh, Sox absolutely have to make a move here. Uh, they go; I, they need to go on in just a stretch, 10 to 12 games. Uh, no more moral victories like White Sox, uh, you know, winning the two out of three approach. Sox need wins, uh, and a lot of them. Uh, resting Tim Anderson I just didn't get it. You know, I just absolutely didn't get it. Uh, you need everybody, all hands on deck. Uh, Grafol recently uh, talked about Jake Berger's importance and essentially uh, workload management again. Uh, he said, I see Jake as a part of this ball club. He's got value to us, not only power value, but he also has value against left-handed pitching. That's why Aloy playing the outfield is really important to us. Not all the time, but at times it allows Jake to get into the DH spot as well. And when we give Mankata a break at third, uh, Jake can go over there as well and play some first to give Vaughn a break. Uh, some of these guys have been playing every single day. They should be playing every single day, especially now. We need everybody. Uh, if we're going to dig ourselves out of this hole. Uh, Grafol said Monday, uh, Grafol said, I'm sorry, Mancata uh, won't be back this Kansas City series, but probably will return for the homestand. Uh, if he's back, uh, I just hope he plays consistently. Uh, no more easing him back into the lineup. You know, we'll play you a couple games and then we'll rest you and then play. Uh, if he's going to be back, he needs to stay in the lineup. Um, Socks again need Absolutely all hands on deck here. Uh, the recent power rankings came out uh, via The Athletic. No surprise, the White Sox in 26th, uh, according to The Athletic and all of baseball. And this was the write-up here. Uh, the White Sox are on pace for 105 losses, uh, and they have more problems than can be explained away by an injured list. Uh, but the extended Infirmary attendance is certainly not helping. Jimenez is the most recent addition to the IL with 
his appendectomy of all things. At least Tim Anderson is back from a left sore knee. Didn't play, of course, on Tuesday. Uh, workload management. But at the plate, the player Chicago currently misses most might be Berger with a left oblique, who's 924 OPS and seven homers through 77 plate appearances put him on track to replace the lost production that followed Jose Abreu out of the door. Who would have imagined that? Jake Berger replacing Jose Abreu. On the mound, Hendricks, who has been away from the game while undergoing cancer treatment, is nearing his return, which is wonderful and much needed, but this carousel of injuries won't last forever. Will it? And that is a perfect way to sum up uh, that piece there uh, in The Athletic, because that is exactly what, uh, in my mind, the front office uh, kind of betted on uh, this, uh, this coming season. You know, we cannot have lightning strike twice for us. We had all those injuries in 2022, had some in 2021, but the pitching was really solid in 2021. Uh, there's no way we can go through this again. We're, you know, we're, we're going to bet on luck. We're going to bet on health. Uh, we're going to hope. We're going to have guys return to accustomed levels. Uh, you know, so it's not just a sluggish start by these White Sox. This is how it went in the offseason. And I bought into it. You know, you heard me on this podcast uh, probably early in January and into February. It's like, okay. I will uh, I will listen to this plan. I will buy into it. This is what you're selling me, Rick Hahn, in front office. I will I will buy it. Okay, uh, but as soon as it starts going belly up, you know, then it's going to be time to point out, you know, all the blind spots, all the problems of, you know, just not going after uh, some solid backup players, some solid utility guys, some depth. Uh, you need that because, uh, you know, your only strongest is your weakest link, and, and you're going to have injuries. Uh, you're, it's not just the Sox. It's every team. And next, next man up, you know, they need to produce uh, for this uh, White Sox team. So, uh, you know, we'll see if Mancata is truly back, and if he's back, he stays in the lineup and and what will happen with Jake Berger? You know, Gavin Sheets needs to get his at-bats as well. Uh, you know, I, I, Andrew Vaughn's got to be playing regularly. Look look what happened to him on Tuesday. You know, it seems like his, uh, his swing is coming around. So a lot of questions. Uh, yes, it, it revolves around health. But when these guys come back onto the club, they, gotta keep, they have to play consistently. Uh, Lucas Giolito had another salad outing that featured some tense moments. Sacks offense flexed the muscle. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, uh, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards across global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competition and rewards. Head to SoRare.com slash Lockdown. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, 
and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. The White Sox will take on the Kansas City Royals on Wednesday, Game 3. Lance Lynn on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Our Southsiders took care of business, uh, beating the Royals 4-2. to uh, Giolito was on the hill. I mean, the most reliable and consistent uh, pitcher for the White Sox these days, and he lived up to the reputation. Uh, I was tracking his approach during the game when he got to two strikes and seeing what he did uh, you know, to, to those hitters opposed to what Cease was doing. And again, Cease might have had a plan. He just didn't execute it, missed his spot, stayed in the zone. I wanted to see what uh, Giolito, maybe there was a different plan. Maybe Ethan Katz uh, had a new plan uh, for Sox pitching against the Royals that, you know, they make a lot of contact, they swing. And uh, so I, just so you know, that's kind of where my mind was at as I was watching this game. Uh, there was a two-hour rain delay, so it kind of turned into a West Coast game. Uh, bottom of the first, we'll go there. Giolito gave up a home run to uh, Pasquantino. Uh, it was quickly one nothing Royals. Early home runs uh, have been an issue for Giolito when he is off. Only threw nine pitches, though, in the first inning. Uh, top of second, Sacks went down in order. It was actually six up, six down for Royals pitcher Lyles. Uh, bottom of second, Giolito had an 0-2 count on Melendez. Eventually, it was 1-2, then a rising fastball to get the strikeout. I think it was out of the zone. That was a nice uh, nice job of throwing something they weren't expecting, probably waiting on a changeup. Giolito did not let the previous inning, giving up that home run snowball, made quick work of the Royals in the second. Top of third, Jordan Lyles on the hill for the Royals. Uh, eight starts uh, on the year coming into the game uh, on when, uh, on Tuesday. Had an 0-5 record with a 6.69 ERA. Uh, Sox went nine up, nine down after three innings. If you've watched a lot of White Sox baseball, uh, you know that Sox hitters can sometimes uh, take a pitcher that's been scuffling and turn him into Cy Young. I was worried about that early on. Uh, bottom third, Giolito had Nate Eaton 1-2. A very nice changeup on the outside. A good movement on his changeup. Giolito's fourth strikeout of the night. Uh, Gio had Bobby Witt Jr. 0-2. Froze him with a fastball on the outside corner, mixing things up. Fifth strikeout of the game. Uh, Royals seemed to be guessing wrong, and Gio was making quality pitches. So uh, early early on, he was uh, you know kind of tempting them out of the zone, and I, and I really think they were looking for more changeups, and Gio was going fastball uh, is an out pitch. Top of four, Luis Robert Jr. Uh, breaks the streak of 11 up, 11 down, destroys a cement mixer to left, uh, 1-1. Uh, Sheets added a two-out double. Uh, only two baseballs hit beyond the infielders at this point for the White Sox. Bottom four, Gio had two strikes on Pasquantino. Got away with the mistake, and Luis Robert uh, Jr. handled it in center. Uh, Gio threw a hanging breaking ball on a 1-2 count to Salvi Perez, and that also thankfully stayed in the park. 
Uh, Gio had 45 pitches after four innings, only gave up one hit, uh, the solo home run in the first. Uh, top of five, Bobby Witt Jr. made an absolutely amazing diving stop at shortstop and uh, threw out Hanser Alberto. Had another solid play on an Elvis Andrews ground ball. Lyles was on cruise control at this point. So we'll go bottom fifth. Uh, KC had their leadoff hitter on. Hanser can't make a play at third. Uh, couldn't get the ball out of his glove in time. Runners at second and first. Nobody out. Uh, most traffic on the bases for Giolito all game. Uh, Gio had Freddie uh, Fermin on a one-two count. He went upstairs out of the zone, and then a beautiful changeup at the bottom of the zone uh, for his sixth strikeout, mixing up the eye levels. Jackie Bradley Jr. was down in the count 0-2, changeup low out of the zone, then high fastball and struck him out. You can sense a pattern uh, between Sebi and Gio. Hopefully, I was just saying, I wonder if Dylan Cease is watching this from the dugout and how Gio and Sebi are working through this game when they got two strikes on a guy. Uh, high fastball out of the zone uh, to Eaton, who was down in the count one, two, then completely handcuffed him with a fastball on the inner half. Uh, Gio struck out the side. A top of six, third time through the order for the White Sox here. Lenin Sosa with a leadoff double. A check swing dribbler by Ben Attendi that advanced Sosa to third. Not at all how you would dry, uh, draw it up, but it worked. It did not matter, though, because Andrew Vaughn mashed a sinker that did not sink to left. Two-run home run, uh, socks up 3-1. Uh, bottom six, boy, this was a gutsy inning for Giolito. 63 pitches on his arm to start the inning. A changeup was effective, but he had Bobby Witt Jr. 0-2, and Gio tried to sneak an outside fastball past him. Uh, Witt took it down the right field line for a leadoff triple. Uh, Pasquantino flipped one to left field. Witt scored a 3-2 sacks. Uh, that seemed to rattle Gio a little bit. He had Salvi 2-2, and Gio got him to chase a slider in the dirt. Uh, KC had two on, one out. Cats made a visit. Uh, Gio had a one-two count on Melendez. Went low with a changeup, then high out of the zone. Missed on a low changeup. Walked two straight batters. Bases were loaded with one out. He had Dozer 2-0. Gio got him to pop out. Big situation with Fermina. Elvis threw some leather at shortstop. Inning over. Very nice job by Giolito to leave the game with a lead. Uh, top of seven, Alberto with a double. Hanser's been swinging the bat well lately. Uh, Zavala uh, with a base hit. Ended up on second. It was 4-2 socks at that point. Nice, nice insurance run there. The more runs you can get uh, with this bullpen, even though the bullpen was solid, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, it was nice to see them. Tack a few on there. Uh, bottom seven, Kelly in the game. Efficient inning from him. No drama. Hit 100 miles per hour for an inning-ending strikeout. Uh, Kelly's last three outings actually have been solid. Uh, bottom of the eighth was Ronaldo Lopez pumping it 100 miles per hour. It was a one, two, three inning. And then bottom nine, it was Kendall Graveman's opportunity. Three pop-ups in the inning game. Over. Uh, Giolito's final line, six innings, five hits, two earned runs, uh, just two walks, nine strikeouts, gave up that first inning home run. 
His ERA, 3.59. A bullpen, three innings, zero hits, zero walks, two strikeouts. A sacks offense, four runs, just six hits. Uh, home runs by Robert and Vaughn. Uh, Sheets, Sosa, and Alberto each had a double. So five of the six hits were for extra bases. Sacks were two for six with runners in scoring position. Sacks did not draw a walk. No surprise there. Uh, they struck out six times. Uh, I have no idea what version of Lance Lynn uh, we will see on Wednesday. Uh, he has been really the opposite of Lucas Giolito up and down. It's been a roller, coast, roller coaster 2023 for him uh, after World Baseball Classic. Uh, Sacks offense might need more than four runs in game three. Uh, more on that in a moment. So Wednesday, uh, it's up to Lance Lynn. Uh, Lance Lynn has a, an 8-3 and three record with an ERA of 3.32 and 80 strikeouts in 14 appearances against the Royals in his career. Uh, in three appearances, Lynn was 2-1 and one against the Royals last season. Uh, his lone outing in Kauffman Stadium in 2022 was a rough one. Uh, six innings. Four earned runs, uh, gave up two home runs. That's been a problem uh, for Lynn. He's been giving up the long ball. Uh, this is what he's been doing lately. Uh, Lance Lynn has a one and four record uh, with an ERA of 6.86 uh, in 50 strikeouts in seven appearances this season. Uh, his last outing, uh, Lynn got the win in Cincinnati, but he gave up eight hits and four earned runs in, in six and two-thirds of an inning. Uh, zero walks, which is great, and eight strikeouts. Impressive. Uh, before Cincinnati, though, his previous three outings were absolutely forgettable. Uh, honestly, I would say uh, the, the 2023 season has been a disappointment for him. Uh, he had that great outing against uh, Tampa Bay where he took a no-hitter into the seventh, but that's that's really been it. I expected much more for Lance Lynn. You know, so many great things that he was saying. Again, it was just words, but, you know, positive stuff uh, throughout the offseason, heading into uh, spring training in the World Baseball Classic, ramping up. He felt good, felt healthy, thought it was going to get him ready for the season. And, you know, it's just, uh, it it really just hasn't, he hasn't looked comfortable, you know, again, that, that outing against Tampa, but, you know, giving up way too many long balls, way too many stuff is, is hanging in the zone. It'll be interesting to see how Lance Lynn operates uh, when he gets two strikes on these Royals hitters, because they are tough to put away. See, saw that. Uh, I like the adjustments. I, I'm wondering how much went into that uh, between uh, Giolito, Katz, and Zavala uh, when it came to Tuesday. You know, they saw what happened to Cease, you know, Royals free swinging. Uh, and, and they went, I don't know, they maybe went with a plan that was perhaps uh, going against what they thought the Royals might be guessing. Uh, you know, Giolito used his changeup and it was working and it had movement. But I felt like Gio's fastball, when he was pointing it and was able to pinpoint it on the outside corners and got guys to chase high out of the zone, that was very effective for him. On Tuesday again, Geo stock continues to rise. We know the rumors. We've heard the stuff about well, you know, the Sacks are just not going to sign him uh, past this season. And if the uh, season goes in the in the way that it's kind of been going, and the Sacks are out of it by July or after the All Star break, 
you know, they're looking to deal Giolito. So, I mean, again, that's that was from the Bob Nightingale article uh, this past Sunday in USA Today. So you you want, I guess, Giolito stock to rise for, for several different reasons. You know, the, the better he pitches, the better things go for the White Sox in those games. And I guess if they're not going to sign him after the season and we're absolutely in the cellar, uh, with no hope by, you know, mid July, late July, then, you know, I guess you're going to have to flip him. So keeping an eye on Giolito, we're going to do that. Uh, hopefully a few of these other White Sox starters, uh, can join what he's been doing and pitching some reliable, consistent outings going six, maybe seven would be nice, uh, as well. Sacks go for two in a row against the Royals on Wednesday with Lance Lynn on the Hill. Thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, pass it along to other White Sox fans in your life. And if you've got questions, if you've got comments, uh, shoot them over to LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Uh, We're due to have another mailbag episode, I think, in the near future here. Uh, White Sox take on the Royals. Lance Lynn on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, everydayers, on the next episode, I will recap Lance Lynn's outing and hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.